With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Western and Southern Financial Group. Put our financial strength behind you. It's easy to get started. Visit westernsouthern.com. Now batting number one in our hearts. At least he'd like to think so. It's the Jim Day Podcast. Hello. We're back. This is the Jim Day Podcast and welcome in. Ladies and gentlemen, wherever you're listening, wherever you are, thanks for checking us out. And it's, you know, even though I work with this guy, he's been tough to wrangle up for the old podcast. <laughs> he is giving me an evil look already. He is former Red and now current Reds broadcaster. I almost said the other thing, Bally Sports Ohio. I almost said the other one. He is Sam LeCure. How we doing, Sammy? Good. So just, ladies and gentlemen, a little bit of a background here. <laughs> here so when he says I'm tough to wrangle, it's basically <laughs> been he was asking people to be on his podcast, and I'd give him a little bit of grief about it. And then he's like, no, you come on anytime you want. You know, just asking me, but not really asking me. And then he's, when, he's, when, he, when he started having people, you know, people on three and four times, he had Marty on 15 times. I don't know how many episodes he's up to. Then it started to me, give it back to him. So it's been a lot of give and take. I'm going to say that Jim walked in the other day and asked me in earnest for the first time, in my opinion, to be on the podcast. And two days later, here I am. So uh, uh, thanks for having me, Jim. That is terrible. Listen, I had to, you know, it was the final year of Marty. I had to milk that cow. He's milked. He's milked. <laughs> you milked him so much, he might be a Laura's Lean product by now. <laughs> no, man, when I did the original list, when I started this thing, you were on it. It's just, I don't know. Schedules never meshed. Then he, then he kept giving me crap, yeah. and I'm like, well, he doesn't. I thought you were giving me crap because you really didn't want to be on here. No, I did want to be on here, but that's, <laughs> you know, I think Jim and I now have working together, uh, have learned that the more crap that we give each other, yeah. the better. So no it's been a year and a half of crap, <laughs> so Jim and I must get along pretty well. Uh, there is a lot dished back and forth, but it's, it's all in fun, so it, it's really good. W- what I'm very happy about is that we – we appear to be six feet apart, but uh, I'm doing an interview face to face. You know how long it's been? I've been doing this Zoom and phone interviews, which is great, which is fine. It's actually added to the guest list. It makes it easier for people, but I prefer to do these face to face. So the fact that I'm <laughs> able to do that here today, I am tickled to death that I'm doing one with actually two microphones sitting across from a person. You got a real nice setup here, man. You got your nice office corner. You got the, he's got the folks. Let me paint a picture here oh, for here you. Here we go. <laughs> no, I won't. I won't start there. Uh, he's got a nice corner office. Very professional. No, uh, as professional as you can be with me involved. This is not my office. We come in right now. We're in the Ballet Sports Ohio studio. I got to make sure I get that right because some nerd. 
I don't know if you noticed this on opening day. Like, I was, messed it up like two minutes into the yeah, first show. Yeah, saved me a hundred bucks. Appreciate that. <laughs> and then if you, I don't know if you watched the post game show, but there was another nerd on it who screwed it up twice. <laughs> and I was like, oh man, thank you, Lord. Oh, habits are hard to break, man. Uh-huh. Yeah, my first hit, basically. Hey, don't say the, you know, what we used to be. Did it right off the bat, right out of the gates. First one. Annie up, hundred bones. You are so everybody. At least everybody knows you're human, yeah. Jim. Okay, but we're in the offices right now, so we still have to socially distance. So everyone has like little offices, I guess. This is where they told me to go, and it just happens to be the corner office. <laughs> <laughs> Truly, the corner office. Yeah, that's okay. I'm, I'm. I got a nice little setup over here. You do. You do. But anyways. I'll be here more than you. Maybe I guess no. I guess we're the same. all doing I guess the, the road. Same. I guess yeah, the unless same, it yeah. changes, we're all. Hopefully, I'm here more than you in that case. Hopefully, you get to go on a road trip uh, sometime and go to a ballpark and see another stadium. I'm dying to go on the road. It feels so good to be back in the ballpark, though, doesn't it? It's, I mean, yeah, I'm a I'm a ballpark rat, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I people are like, uh, do you like the studio? I'm like, I, I like, you know, I'm covering baseball. I'm not, I should things. never complain, which is hard for me. Uh, <laughs> Because I'm covering baseball. I talk for a living. But, you know, I'd rather be at the ballpark. I'd rather be on the road. The travel gets to you. You know, it's yeah. tough. Yeah. But you'd just rather be there. So I'm, it's what I'm used to. But it is what it is, man. We'll we'll get through this. And hopefully at some point we'll be on the road again. Yeah. <laughs> and then a clubhouse and getting to talk with the guy, you know, yeah. and grab other you know the word i probably can't say on your podcast i gotta keep you know i gotta keep watching my mouth um yeah it'll be nice man but even for me just not last year not being able to go one bit you know i almost forgot my way around the ballpark yeah when i got back there this year so it feels good to go out and and hear hear batting practice you know what me and you talked about that the other day just being able to go out there and and sit and watch batting practice like a kid yeah Uh, people look down and like what's What's Day doing down there? Like, I'm literally just sitting in the stands because I need baseball sounds. Yep. I need the ball hitting the bat. I need the snap of the ball hitting the mitt. I just need – I wish they would just turn the music off. I wanted them to turn the music off during yeah. BP. I just wanted to hear the sounds. I needed it for my soul. So, is what it is. We yep. trudge on. But how's this broadcasting thing, man? <laughs> I think it's I, – I enjoy it. I, I'm, I'm having a lot of fun. Uh, folks, a little bit more background. Uh so you either have Jim to thank in part or <laughs> write nasty letters to. Uh, Jim is a very huge reason that I'm that I'm sitting where I'm sitting today, as far as in the broadcast studio. So, um, you know, when I was playing, you were always saying, "Hey, man, if you, when you're done, this should be something that you'd look into." Jim came out. Uh, well, the team, <laughs> the whole team, even came to Colorado, uh, media included, a few years ago when I was living out there. And I think I don't know if I reached out to you or said I wanted to come down to the ballpark. And Jim said, "Hey, well, why don't you come up and should I call you Jim or should I be talking to you?" <laughs> you should talk you can how call I want to talk. You can call no, me. No, I just meant like if I just for listeners' yeah. point of view, um, you. Uh, said, what, do you want to come on and do a hit? And I did. So we did a little something up in the booth there in Colorado, and that was kind of the beginning of me thinking, oh, that's fun. Like, I get to go to the ballpark, and I get to talk about baseball, and I'm not real qualified to do much else. I was like, (laughs) I might be onto something here. So had fun doing that, and then started kind of making the email chain. Um, And now here I am in your homes, um, 
you know, for quite a few games. So I'm enjoying it, man. I, I love this new dynamic of the group we have. I, I obviously am familiar with you and Geese and, you know, the guys that were here when I was playing. This kind of seems like a long time ago now. It's only been six years since I've played here. Yeah. Um, so it's a lot of fun, man, especially now, you know, gaining perspective of what it would be like for you going through some of those dark years, we'll call them, you know, of Reds baseball and, yeah. you know, I didn't understand that. You know, I was kind of listening to Jay talk the other day. It's like, oh, I came up and hit that walk-off home run in 2010. I thought that happened all the time. You know, like I was here during the great era, you know, an awesome time to, to be mm -hmm. a Reds fan and a Reds player, obviously. And um, so I was like, oh, this is just what it is. But now coming on the other side and saying, oh, man, there's not not every year's like that. You yeah. know, unless you're the unless you got a $200 million payroll, not every year's like that. Um, sort of remind myself that – I'm new to this and people, and you've gone through, you know, some down times and a lot of the other guys that are here, you know, have, have seen that and to kind of reel myself in a little bit, but I, I love that. I love this team, uh, you know, getting to work with you and, and the, and the guys that, you know, I've, I've have known now for 10 plus years, right. you know, makes it, makes it pretty easy. And, and John Sadak and Barry having those guys here, uh, you know, the energy feels like it's, you know, even coming off. We're talking right out. Can I can I date this a little bit? You could date it. We're talking. We're recording this on Friday. Okay, Friday. So we just got done with that Arizona series, and that was yeah. a rough. So that's why the, that's why all this is fresh on my that mind because that was like it was a, real, a little rough. That was a long, long series. Uh, so that, but I learned. But it was perspective. I mean, seriously, yeah. it's just by chance, I guess, that we're talking now. But um, was like, man, this was happening. This was happening weekly. Oh, you know, yeah. like the, the, there was a weird, there was series like this going on all the time. And like to be able to stay upbeat and not be jaded by losing teams like would be tough to do. I mean, it was that was a hard series for me to get through. I told my mom uh, at some not the other day, but just at some point, like it, it's amazing to me. It feels like it's easier for me. It was easier for me to leave the game at the ballpark when I was playing than it is now. It the yeah. games. The, it feels like it affects me more. Um, maybe because I have no control over it or I, I don't know what it is, but like, I, I'll take some of these games home with it and I'm sitting there running back the, you know, the highlight package or low light package more often than the ones I take home. Um, but you know, with this game's like in your bones and you, for you too. So, yeah. uh, but it's, you know, I'm, I'm definitely still learning, but I, but I'm enjoying it a lot for sure. It's easier to do this gig with it with a winning team and yeah. when they win games it's what you can bring to the table when it's really not going well on yeah. the field which is the toughest and there's been several losing seasons and i started here in 2000 and uh it was what nine straight losing seasons until 2010 so it was and it was a rough time yeah. leading up to last year <laughs> yeah and so uh yep. you know it's one of those things you gotta it's it's what you can bring to the table a lot of people, when they're searching for broadcasters, they'll say, don't send me the a great game. Yeah. Send me a game in August that they lost by 10 runs because that's, that's when you truly earn your money right there. Yeah. But I remember that Colorado thing because it, it was – you can sit there and say, you know, I think this guy will be pretty good on the air. But until you do it and until someone sees you on camera and you get a tape or, you know, they say, get a tape – it's actually not tape now, a digital, yeah. a digital performance, yes, uh, until they see you do it. So I'm like, all right, we need to just have you do a 
a hit on the pregame. I think it was a pregame yep. show. Should have you do a segment so they can see, like, okay, maybe this guy might have it. So I was happy to do it, even and though I get a lot of grief from Sam. From me yeah. about it. <laughs> but also got a token of my appreciation as well. I appreciate that. One of the the things I really appreciate is something that hangs on my wall. That's we might I'm as at. well we might as well go right there. I called you nails when you were a pitcher because I just You ought to hear what he calls me now. <laughs> <laughs> it's not nails. Rhymes with No. We... <laughs> oh boy. No, we won't even go Let's there. Let's not do that. Yeah. Uh, but I called you nails because I just loved you didn't have overwhelming stuff. You didn't have overwhelming velocity. You weren't like the huge high round draft pick. You just went out there and you pounded nails, man. And it was twofold that you're always out there pounding nails and you were in situations where you were nails. I mean, it's just one of those sayings, man, he was nails. Yep. Cause I, I don't know what it was about you, but it just seemed like every time that there was a bases loaded situation, liqueur, get liqueur up. And it was crazy. You have you seen those numbers? The, have you seen the like actual I numbers? I saw those a few years ago, but you know re- who's number two is on that list? Cowboy. And yeah. his history. Yeah. Like percentage of runs percentage of runners scored with the bases loaded minimum, you know, whatever appearances yeah. I'm number one and Cowboy's number two. Like a pretty I mean, it's crazy. Like you say that, like I mean, I always if there's anybody with a better record of in that number of attempts with the bases loaded than me, I'd, I'd love to buy you a beer. And I'm not, that's not a brag on me. I mean, no, like, that's I, guess, facts. I guess a little bit, that's but, a fact. but it is, but just to be in those situations like that many times and I mean, come yeah. out of it. Like it was nuts, man. I, I can't believe the amount of times you got out of those situations. Of I give up I, one I, run. I know that's crazy. Out of 18 situations. One run. Think about the 18 situations. Three or bases four of them were no outs. Yeah. <laughs> dude it was it, was, it is it is it is pretty crazy and then it, i think i was so percentage of runners scored i think mine was like 3.7 yeah it might have been maybe it was two uh it was two because i remember them both uh so two out of those so 18 times three i guess is 56 so two of 56 runners or something like that scored yeah. against me and then Cow- uh, cowboy was number two in history and Mariano, I think he was a little surprised when we brought that stat up to him, by the way, Cal, that he did that. Well, no, that he was behind you. Oh, the, oh he was surprised he was behind <laughs> me. Yeah. How about that? I mean, I, I, and now we're in the same I enjoyed that. booth together. So I love cowboy to death, but I was like, wow, Sam's on top of that one. That's pretty good. He's got me in most others. <laughs> <laughs> he's got me in most yeah. others, including draw draw. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's no doubt. He's got the, in the draw right down Broadway. Two, two, pitch. <laughs> so, to finish your story. Um, so, there was a players weekend, and they, you know, this is when they had the... Uh, Must have been 19. It was all, it was all, all white. whites. Yep. The all white ones. And they gave you as a former player and broadcaster. And, and Chris Well, all the former and Chris players. Welsh, all the former... Baseball, yep. Yeah, all the former players that were in broadcasting, yep. I guess, that yep. were broadcasting the game, gave them jerseys. And you chose to put nails on the back of it. I did, which I did. I thought was awesome. I couldn't think of any other any, anything that they were gonna that they would stitch on there. Yeah. Other than that, I was like, what other nicknames? Like, who calls me what? Oh, what? nope, not nope, nope, nope. Can't nope. do that. Yep. I mean, I went down. It was a list, man. Uh, no, you were you were. That was pretty high up there. I was like, what do? I don't never really had, you know, a nickname. Nickname, you know, is Sammy yeah. or whatever or something explicit. Um, so yeah, that made 
that felt like what kind of people referred to me because I mean, I don't know if yeah. you know it or not, Jim. Uh, you're pretty, you're kind of a big deal around here. No, so when you say no. something, I mean, people are a lot of times <laughs> listening. So I felt like I heard it a lot. Seemed to make sense. Well, to end that story, uh, which really touched my heart and still does. All of a sudden, he comes. I guess it was at a game last year. I don't, I don't even remember if it was the last year, the year before this COVID thing. I, I mean, I, I yeah, can't even I'm put lost. years together anymore. No. I mean, the last two decade. years have been yeah, it's been like ten years. <laughs> um, but anyways, Sam framed the jersey and gave it to me, and I just thought that was so awesome. I, I mean, it seriously, it touched my heart. I, you know that we give each other crap, but that was really one of a very touching thing, and it hangs on my wall, and I just I love it. What did it say? Something like, "For always believing I'd get the job done during the game, and believing in me in this, or helping me into this next new chapter, or something along those lines." Yeah. So, uh so for all the crap we're about to get to continue to give each other, uh, there's we're, we're pretty good buds, and I do appreciate it. I can now say it. Yeah. It's on the it's out there, Jim. Your, your subscribers are listening. Uh, wow. I, Jim Day is the person to blame uh, for me being in the broadcast. Well, booth, so. listen, they blame me for a lot of things. Trust me. Yep. Things I don't even say, I get. Blamed. And I've got a Jim Day uh, microphone hanging above my bed. No. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. Mm -hmm. Oh, anyways. Um, oh, where do we go after that? We've we've been the sentimental route. So yeah, let's see. Where do we that. go from there? I thought that was. I mean, I feel like that's. You know, I mean, it's just the fact that I got more people out with the bases loaded, and it's a fact that I'm prop in broadcasting because of you. I mean, I feel like that's. I mean, not that other people didn't mention that, but I mean, I reached, you know, in Colorado, and so thanks or stars you or line, whatever, oh, no. one, one of the two. No, so. it's it's you know, I just someone will give you an avenue, and it's it's when preparation meets opportunity. Yep, you know, that's luck. Yep, right. That's what they call luck. So it was you um, studying the game, being a master of studying the game, playing the game at the highest level. And then had the opportunity to talk about it on broadcasting. That's all it was. It was just an opportunity, and you took advantage of it, and you've taken it from there. And it's grown into the world-famous Sam Slate. <laughs> yep. Okay, so you are the youngest of eight? I'm number eight, yep. Now, I am the youngest of five, so eight. we have that in common. Although, eight, I mean, that's significant. Mom had five, I think, in the first, I think she was pregnant like for seven, it had five and seven years or something like that. And then took 10 years off and had three more. So I was the second group. <laughs> <laughs> the second wave. Yeah, I was the second wave. Uh, so what's it like being the baby of the family of it's uh, terrible? Eight? I mean, de <laughs> depending on who you ask, I mean, it's great for, I mean, my mom and I are super close. Yeah. Um, and, and always have been, I think it was just a product of kind of the opportunity and preparation, you know, she was right. getting d closer to done with working and, um, you know, I was there and blah, blah. So her and I are very super close, but all the siblings love to you know, remind me of that, of it and, oh, yeah. and whatnot. Oh, well, Sam's here and this and that. So that part of it's, I mean, it gets old, but you know, I guess it just is what it is. I guess it means they love me because they just like you, buddy, they give yeah. me plenty of crap. Um, I don't know if this happened to you, but being the youngest, uh, 
by the time they got to me, they had to deal with so much with my older brothers and sister that they're just over it. Like, yeah. do what you want. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Just yeah. do what you want. That must, maybe that is it. <laughs> yeah. Because you know me, uh, and you can imagine <laughs> seven older me. That's pretty much what yeah. it is. A rambunctious crew, we'll call them. Yeah. Uh, we have a lot of fun. Uh, for sure, they're they're good folks. Um, but no, it's it was cool. I mean, I learned a ton from them. You know, I'm kind of watching mistakes. You know that they made. Yeah. I mean, my oldest brother's fifty. I'll be thirty seven here sometime soon. So he's he's fifty seven now. You yeah. know, like big age, big age. Oh yeah. So twenty. I mean, twenty. You know, I was out of the womb. Like, hey, bro, can you buy me a beer? And pretty close, <laughs> he could have. Um, oh yeah. So I learned a lot from from them and watching <laughs> them kind of go through life and. You know, and all those things. I've got 20, I think, just recently. Number 20 was born, my 20th nephew. So between yeah. nieces and nephews. I have an uncle. So many times I've lost count. Yeah. I don't even know. I couldn't give you a number right now. I think like when I, we gather for Christmas, we when we do all get together, it's like 50-some people. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. It's, it's nuts, man. But it's fun. No, if you got room for it. Oh, yeah. No, what I found is I I learned how to get away with things. Oh, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Because all the older siblings got caught. (laughs) So it's like, all right, I know how to get around that. Uh (laughs) Yeah, we had uh, the benefit of that for sure. So this was in Missouri, right? Yep, yep. Missouri grew up and went to Catholic school all my life. Uh, So do you have the uniform? I mean, dress code, dress not, code uniform, not, uniform, not uniform, not the, no, not uniform, but it was good. You know, we had the nuns and the and the Padres at the Padres, not San Diego. Uh, that's <laughs> Spanish for father uh, in the church. <laughs> so had those for, I mean, you're, you're really going to get a kick out of this, man. I thought I was going to be, a, I thought I was going to be a priest. I mean, I went to church, dude. Yeah, you should Hold see, you should see the look I'm getting. Yeah. Hello, is it? <laughs> Is this mic on? You should Is see it? the look I just got. Man. What? Uh, yeah, I kind of went the other way, Jim. <laughs> but man, I would go to church three. We went to church three times a week. I mean, I could probably still. They've changed it a lot, but I could probably still say the mass by memory. Uh, just we went so many times. Oh, I bet. Um, wow. Yeah, so kind of went the other way there. I didn't know a whole lot about college, man. We had three channels, and um, I wasn't. I certainly wasn't real worldly. It was playing basketball in the winter and baseball in the summer. And, right. you know, that was kind of it, you know, out living out in the country. It was go outside, ring a dinner bell garden. We had, you know, 15 or 20 acres. So it was always, you know, we were cutting grass. Mom had her own grounds crew out there, cut, you know, eight kids. <laughs> uh, like get her done, man. We used to have that thing spotless. Um, so yeah, it was a lot of that. And then I mean, when I'd never even seen ESPN or MTV till I went to the university of Texas to go to college. I mean, I did. No, dude. No. No. Wow. I mean, when were you that, born? Eighty four. Eighty four. Gosh, that makes me feel old. Yeah. So that was that's kind of yeah. wild. So you know, I wasn't real worldly. So when I got out into college, it was kind of like, oh my god, this whole new, like, whoa, what's like that on fire? <laughs> so kind of went the <laughs> other way from the priest. Um, wow. Yeah. I, I I've heard a lot of stories about that where you're. I don't want to say you're sheltered as a child but you didn't have the worldly experiences and then you get to be an adult and you're away from home and you're like yeah sometimes that leads <laughs> to trouble some some can handle it yeah. and some can't i don't know how well i handled it um you know it was i made my fair share of mistakes that's for sure um but 
you know, thankfully I've kind of ironed it, was able to iron a lot of that stuff out and yeah. look back more on the things that I screwed up the most as the biggest teachers in my life of where I am now. Yeah. I think. <laughs> you had mentioned that you you came along in a great period of Reds baseball, and you did. I had mentioned the nine straight losing seasons, and then all of a sudden in 2010, uh, win a division title, uh, team what went to the playoffs three out of four years. So you came up in 2010. What a great time to come no up. Doubt, I mean, goodness gracious. Hey, Amen. I was blessed for that one for sure. It must have been that three times a week going to church. Uh, <laughs> paid off. Yeah, it paid Someone off. Was paid taking off. Well, care my, of I can tell you my, my mom was praying probably right now that I don't say something stupid on this one. Pray a little harder, honey. Um, yeah, it was amazing, man. We can edit this. <laughs> goodness, it's not live. We're getting close to debut time, which is May 28th. Um, so we're about a month away from that. Uh, yeah, I came up as a starter, Jim. You remember that? I do remember that. That's wild. Um, I faced four Cy Young winners in my first six starts. Mm -hmm. We won we lost. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that team would have been a lot better that year if they would have brought me up. <laughs> no. And I, it was Matt Kane, Felix Hernandez, Zach Grinky, Chris Carpenter, and the two that weren't were Wandy Rodriguez and. Um, Justin Masters, I mean, you mean the side armor from Cleveland? Yeah. Who oh, was yeah. nasty. Yeah. Uh, he was probably the nastiest of all of them. Uh, yeah, so we lost. But that, man, what a, you know, I've definitely been walking down memory lane a little bit more than I usually do. I'm very at peace with not playing. Uh, I was, I, actually, that's, I'm going to probably tell three different stories in the next 10 seconds. Nobody's that's what this understand is for, it. man. Uh, so coming up. Oh, going down the walking down memory lane, just because Jay Bruce has recently retired and, and he and I were drafted the same year together, played all those levels together, mm -hmm. like good buddies. He's, you know, I've had a lot of great, great teammates, but he's won just because of our trajectory. Well, obviously his trajectory is a little faster than mine and lasted a little longer, but uh, we're always kind of together. So he was a special teammate of mine um, and to have those those experiences with th that was a big time homegrown team, man. Like that oh, was a lot of homegrown absolutely. players, um, you know, that I still keep in real good touch with. And then those added pieces, you know, the Rollins and mm -hmm. uh, Ludwigs and, you know, Bronson obviously would come in and do th his thing. Uh, yeah. We were fortunate, man. Those were, that was just some of the most fun baseball that you can never imagine, you know, for whatever reason it was obviously going out there and whipping on people, but just the other stuff that, I mean, fans like are just never, I, I, they're allowing so much more access now. And I think that that's great to show the players personalities and things like that. But even still, unless they just put, unless you're just able to stand there in the clubhouse, you know, with the guys, like when they're, you know, broing out and whatnot, like it's just hard to fully drink that in, like how fun that is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did so. you have your stash right away? You became a little famous for the I stash. I did. Uh, no, I didn't have it right away because in the minor leagues up until 2010, there, allowed, yeah. there was a facial hair policy. Right. Um, I think the next year they uh, were lifting that, and you could have a mustache or a goatee, something, you know, something along those lines, not full beard. So Matt Maloney and I were kind of, if you folks remember that name, um, the Reds traded Kyle Loesch for him to the Philadelphia Phillies in, I guess, 2007 or maybe eight, um, left-handed starting pitcher. So anyhow, he, uh, he and I were kind of on the, 
had an opportunity to maybe make that 2011 team out of spring training. Um, that's probably long relief type yeah. thing. So we're like, well, let's just grow mustaches during spring training. And if that way, if we get sent down, we can still wear them in the minor leagues. You know, we'll just be these idiots with mustaches on. <laughs> so then I got here and I had no idea. I'm literally, folks in this office, I'm literally sitting at a, looking at a picture of a mustache yeah. with four guys with mustaches on it. Uh, where'd you come up with that question, Jim? Did a lot of research on that one. <laughs> no, I didn't even know. I didn't even know that picture was behind me, to be honest. With you. Um, it's a real cool picture. That's the eight. That's the red stockings there. The mm -hmm. 1869 red stockings. I thought you said you were born in eight or no. Anyhow. Um, so no, so it was just kind of started as a stupid thing. And then th I mean, that's why, what yeah. a, that's why we grew them. And then, I liked I liked mine, like I was like oh I got a pretty nice like because I never really grew a ton of facial hair. Um, well, number one because I always had to shave it, and yeah. you know after I got out of college I could barely I couldn't grow any facial hair there anyway. And then I got to the minor leagues and couldn't wear it, so I didn't know if I could grow facial hair or not. I guess right. Um, and then I liked it because I thought it was kind of thick. And then uh, then the people around here were like giving it name. You know, my niece gave it a name. And I was like, kind of getting pretty active. What was that it. name? I remember doing that story on the air. Cornelius. Cor there you go. Yeah, yes. we were sitting. Her, Cornelius. We were, yes. We were sitting at uh, the Cheesecake Factory in St. Louis. Uh, we were playing there. I guess it must have been in 2011. And she's like, "I think I'll name it Cornelius." And I was like, "That's just bizarre." So it stuck. You know, <laughs> yeah. like it stuck. So people around here liked it. Dude, I got. Ma ma like big magnet mustache like to put on the bed of my truck like so i was driving around you know like didn't think anything like just an idiot you know yeah. uh at this big magnet mustache on the back of my truck people were sending me t-shirts and stuff and yeah it kind of took on you know it's funny how those things happen take on a life of its own um yeah cornelius I still, yeah i still wear i mean every once in a while i still wear it like it wasn't just something i did here yeah to get attention i i liked it and i still do so Cornelius rocks on. Cornelius does rock on. It shows you my brain that I couldn't remember Cornelius. I remember saying it on the air so many times and doing the story originally. Um, that's great. Then it went into, then it started turning into like a tombstone thing with yeah. Andre Huckleberry, and yeah. uh, which is funny because if I could count how many times I watched that movie on minor league buses with Corky yeah. with Corky Miller uh, I'd have oh I'd almost have more money Speaking than you stashes yeah another famous stash and that one's got red yeah, history I mean my stash looks up to his I mean that's <laughs> yeah that's a that's a definite crush there yeah I would uh I would even say uh behind the plate now the mustache and Corky Miller yeah right in the game oh I miss that guy yeah oh yeah we still keep in touch. I think he was last. Last I knew, I think he was around Chicago. Is he man? Does well, I don't even know what's happening he with the minor leagues. He was managing in the independent league because they didn't have any minor yeah. league baseball. So it was a team outside of Chicago. Yeah, I yeah, think, yeah, yeah. That yeah. he was managing. I don't know how that went. Uh, need to follow up on that. I'm not sure, but yeah, he's because he was in, kind in the, of on like he was. He's in been the in the red system, system yeah. yeah, as the the roving catching yeah. uh, instructor. He had a lot to do with Tyler Stevenson's development. In fact, he that. he took him under his wings and 
Tyler was, uh, and Tyler even talked about this, that uh, he was just, he, you know, you, you think you know you're a good player, but a catcher's a different animal, especially coming out of high school. He's like, I didn't know anything, Tyler. He's like, I knew nothing. And Corky's mustache Cork- has forgotten yeah. more about catching. That's, that's, what, known. Yeah. that's what Corky said when I asked him about him. Like, how's Tyler doing? He's like, we had to start from ground zero with him. So, And you know Corky's no BS, oh, man. Oh, no. He's, <laughs> he's going to let you know about he's it. He's going to let you know about it. Yeah. Um, so that was a, a tremendous match there. Corky about was as uh, almost as instrumental in getting me to the big leagues as you were in getting me. Really? On TV. I mean, yeah, like you know, so it's like sometimes guys can say things ten different ways, and it just takes yeah. that one like, well, his way of saying things yeah. like matched up with how I would need to hear it. Right. Um, and so when he, the first couple times I caught him, or he caught <laughs> he caught me uh, in AAA in 2010, like it was just different. I mean, I could, and I had great catchers, man, coming through the minor leagues, but I remember like he just wouldn't make, I wouldn't, <laughs> probably like a rookie pitcher trying to shake off Yadi or Molina, you know, since yeah. they're playing the card. Like, it's like, you'd, I just, yeah. I was almost scared to, and he right. wouldn't, he didn't care. He'd put down a sign. If I shook it off, he'd just go sit there. He'd just sit there on the, if he, if he called a fastball in and I shook it off, he'd just sit up inside and wouldn't move. Really? So I was like, well, and then you just threw whatever you I would you just throw, to throw it and like and and things started to change. You like, would throw the fastball or throw I'd what throw you the, wanted. Oh, I thought what he wanted to throw. Yeah. I wasn't going to cross him up and things just and then it became like, you know, I mean, I hate to compare him to this, but you know, it's like kind of the crash Davis. I certainly wasn't nuke Lelouch with all that, you know. Right. I knew where it was going, but then I'm on the bench, you know, in between starts, I'm in there like you know, yeah. asking him, it's this, it's this. I mean, asking him questions, and it just seemed like two weeks later I was in the big – I mean, wow. like that. It was – it seriously, it was wild. I didn't know he was that much of an influence. That is great. Yeah, he, so we're, I, great, we're great buddies, but, yeah. like, I mean, he was big time. Well, he would – he's no nonsense, and he spent so much time in the minor leagues and not as much time in the major leagues. But when he was up at the big club, I'll never forget – you know, with someone would be complaining about something, another player would be complaining about whatever at the big league level, and he he's like, "You don't, you like, don't it? like it? Play worse." Yep, <laughs> you know exactly yeah. where I'm going. Yeah, you don't yeah. like it? Play worse. They'll send you back down. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing how you get like you just get used to things, man. Even, and I hate it. You know, coming from where I grew up, we talked about I was didn't wasn't watch MTV till I'm 18 years old, <laughs> and now I'm complaining because I got to fly commercial. You know, you just get used to flying on the charter flights in the big leagues. Like, it's amazing what – yeah, no doubt, right? I am completely spoiled. Yeah, yeah, I fly commercially, and I'm like, wait, i got to wait in this line? What? And where's my first class? (laughs) I I don't have a whole row to myself? Hold on, there's not a menu? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I want my shrimp and my cheese and crackers when I get there. Never forget, the first time I got on that red plane and they handed me a menu, I'm like, we can can eat this? Oh, yeah, I'll take the – whatever burger and scampi <laughs> yeah. like what is this you got an ar- the serving turf army of flight attendants you yeah need a drink that are the sweet yeah. that are the sweetest ladies yeah. and you know them by name yeah. they're there every time yeah so yeah. uh so yeah when corky says play worse it's like man you, guy that's put that no many doubt. miles in the minor leagues and you know it's good always good to have somebody to keep you in line all right this conversation with sam liqueur is about to really pick up And we'll get to it right after this message from Western and Southern Financial Group. You've experienced one of life's miracles, adding a baby to your family. Now you may need life insurance to help make sure everyone's protected, especially that bundle of joy. 
And if you already have kids, now's a great time to make sure you have enough coverage. At Western and Southern Life, we translate what's complicated and help make life insurance simple. Talk to one of our financial translators. It's easy. Visit us at westernsouthern.com life. Compensated endorser, Western and Southern Life Insurance Company, Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, when Jay Bruce hit the home run, yeah, I mean that that night was my favorite night. It, well, that and the the night that uh, Marty cut his hair, oh. probably wanted to, which we'll get into. Uh, oh, jeez, just because you guys made it happen. But when Jay Bruce hit that home run, I mean that night, how where's that night rank? Oh, I mean. It was so many little things stick out about that night, and I didn't feel like it, that season. While the excitement was so huge, because I hadn't been there to pull that team. Like to, I mean, I know I was on the team, but and I had known a lot of those guys because it was so many homegrown. But I don't know. I didn't feel as big of a part of that as I did, you know, in 2012 when we were so good. Um, but even still, like, yeah, I was not like those guys didn't welcome me in or anything like mm-hmm. that, but watching Jay raise his arm, you know, knew it right away. Oh man. Like couldn't get his bat down soon enough yeah. to, to lift that hand up and knowing now certainly being around here a lot longer, the history of what's been, of what's happened here with, you know, some letdowns by this, by the local sports teams. And, you know, the, mm-hmm. the period of kind of, of down years here for the organization to be a part of that and just, like I said, the memory lane of him retiring recently and watching a lot of that stuff and watching from a different lens, the fans go nuts when that ball went over. I mean, that was early. That was early September, wasn't it? No, it was late. Was late. Oh, so it, it was September twenty. It got a little hairy late. Where it was you, September twenty. It was like, okay, are these guys gonna finish this Screw off? This off? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was like it was September twenty eighth. Yeah. I get May twenty eighth as my debut, and then September twenty yeah. eighth, I know is something else special. Um, so it was that day. And just watching the stadium erupt, you know, mm-hmm. and then like, I think, I think I got pretty close to beating Jay to home plate from the bullpen. <laughs> you know, I mean, I was hightailing it out there, man. I mean, I think when Homer threw his no hitters, I think I might have beat Ryan Hannigan to the mound from the bullpen, just dragging my yeah. hamstring across. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, that was unbelievable. And then we're just you know, so everybody's jumping onto the pile, and uh, Scott rolling the whole. You know, you know him fans out there if you don't very dry sense of humor uh and all year all year when i was up so i got called up early in the year was up for about a month got sent back down came up at the end of august with chappy um and he'd all that'd be a role as chapman for those that don't know (laughs) sorry that's all right uh and once a week or every couple days or something scott rolling hey man you just get called up I mean, all the time, you know, <laughs> oh, and, like, yeah. and that guy who he said something, you didn't know whether he was joking or not. So you didn't Absolutely. know if he liked you. I mean, for a while, right. I was like, this oh. guy just can't stand me. It took me forever to like. I'm still not sure. <laughs> Probably in that category, Dude, too. So this is going to parlay into, <laughs> the, into the next one. Uh, so we're out on the field. Jay hits the home run. We're jumping up and down. Everybody's hugging everybody. Here comes Scott Rowan. Hey, did you just get called up no, on he- the field, dude. I'm like, what? Oh man, that was I'll, I'll, I'll never on the, field, on the field after the clinch. He said, "Did you just get called did you up?" Just get called up, oh, <laughs> dude. I mean, how good is that? 
How good is that? He's so good. I so we got I, I, and then the champagne. I've never I've never gotten drunk so fast because that <laughs> champagne is just like you can't help it. Yeah. You know, they've got a thousand bottles in there and everybody just wants oh, to spray one yeah, on so, every single one of their teammates. Right. And they got it in your eyes and you're drunk. And the next day, the worst headache you've ever had. Oh, champagne hangovers. Oh, There's nothing dude. worse. And, you know, oh. as a dumb rookie, you're going to be pitching that game. <laughs> Like, hey, all the regulars, take a day off. Important <laughs> players to this team, take a day off. Hey, Rook, <laughs> you got it. Take Drag that hangover out there oh. with you and give, and give me six outs. <laughs> uh, so then, so it's come to find out my sister lives in, uh, we'll call it the coastal, the Gulf side of Florida, uh, down south of Sarasota. Um, and I'm down there visiting her a couple years after I'm done playing. I, th I think I don't remember exactly when it was. Might have been in the, in the off season or something like that. I'm down there riding the bike around her neighborhood. And <laughs> lo and behold, Scott Rowland and his family are riding their bikes to this neighborhood. Really? And he comes over, says, Sam, of all the people I thought I was going to see today, you were among the last. Did you just get called up? <laughs> I mean, unbelievable, oh, that, this guy. Even that law, oh, that is true. Oh, I mean, it, it, if it wasn't four or five years later. Yeah. That, called up, <laughs> sitting in the middle of the street in suburbia, USA. Oh, every time I would approach him, I think I've talked about this on this podcast. Who knows? Probably. Yeah, about 1,200 I, episodes. I, I don't know. But, you know, you go up to a player to ask him to interview. You go, hey, you got time for you know, a couple questions? Something like just to let them know that I, I'm not going to write a book. I just need to ask you a couple mundane TV questions. So yep. it's, hey, you got time for a couple of questions? Well, you just used one. Better make, <laughs> the, better make the other one good. <laughs> and he would hold you to it. Oh, yeah. He would hold me to it. I, I, I would only get one, so I'd have to go up. Scott, do you have time for four questions when I actually have three? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was going to make you He was gonna make you work for it. Oh, no doubt. And, uh, that night... I was on the post game set. I was alone, so I'm on the set, and I we keep we keep going to the clubhouse, and all the champagne's flowing, and everyone's you know soaking wet. And I made the mistake of going to break, saying I'm the only dry one in the house. Uh -huh. Come on back uh -huh. with us. Not thinking because the set, you know, is far away. It's down the left field line. You are far away from the Reds clubhouse. No chance, these guys. No one's listening to the post game show. Somehow Arthur Rhodes and Johnny, Imagine that. What's it? Johnny, Johnny Gomes, Gomes got sounds... word of this. And all of a sudden I hear this rumbling. Still got a big crowd there. Hear this rumbling behind me like someone's coming up the steps. It's important. You, you guys had already done your, your champagne was already gone. You'd already done away with the champagne. So they're coming up. They got beers. Monster beers. Alive on the air, -uh. just crushed me. Yes, Cru I still have the jacket hanging in my one of these days. If someone, I don't know, not, that that thing needs to be in the Reds Hall of Fame, the, Jim. No, 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 not that. But the jacket <laughs> has never been worn again, and it's still just beer stained. Is it? Yeah, it's That's just awesome. hanging. It's just hanging. I've never wanted to touch it again. 
So it was just hanging there. But that, that was your. So this is also your first playoff appearance as as a member of Reds. Yes. Employee yes. Or whatever. Yes. And uh, and a lifelong Reds I fan. Know, yeah, I know I'm a that, total Reds nerd. Yeah. So well, you're a nerd. It, it was. I'm, well, I'm a. Yeah. <laughs> uh, believe me, I wear that with a badge. Yeah, if they do. say if you're going to do anything, go all in. I'm I'm you're a nerd. All in, I'm all in. You ought to see this podcast equipment. He's a nerd, ladies and gentlemen. I got my podcast cases. But he's a good egg. <laughs> So anyways, but the one part, the unfortunate part of that is that I don't think Arthur Rhodes knew it was live. And he said he he had one beer that was in a, a styrofoam cup and he poured it on me and then smashed it on my head and said, take that S-bomb. Oh, nah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Take that four letter word that begins with S. <laughs> Went out over there, you know. Yes. <laughs> I would love to see that. I bet that was Rick. Arthur oh. Rhodes, man. So, so I, yeah, and I am, I was scared. I'm scared Arthur I was Rhodes scared to death of Arthur Rhodes. I didn't even know he knew who I was. He's scary. Dude. And it was, he would have been the last person if you were say to me, all right, he, the dummy said he's the only dry one in the house. He, literally the last time was, out of his day to literally come the last up. person i would think that would come up there yeah and he led the charge him and johnny gums came up and crushed me that's amazing <laughs> yeah. there's a picture over here in this office i don't know if you that hallway over here yeah. that goes out that kind of that other side door of johnny johnny gums pouring a, one of those huge beers yeah. on bob castle and, and i yeah. sent a picture of him to him uh <laughs> So I think one of the first times I was up here, sent a picture of Johnny's like, yep, just bathing a billionaire in Bud Light or something like that. <laughs> I mean, total Johnny. Yeah. Yeah. That, I bet. Uh, so I could definitely say, well, I say uh, that because I could definitely see him coming up there to do that to you. He would have been Arthur one Rhodes, of the, yeah. If I had turned around and seen Arthur Rhodes coming with that look in his eye, if I was you, I probably would just start running. I, I might I mean, have. He, talk, he wore me out that year. Yeah. No, literally. I When I saw them, uh, I was scared to death. I, was, I thought Arthur Rhodes is here to beat me up. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine I had to go into the clubhouse every day and carry his beer around. I'm surprised I didn't have to do his dirty laundry. Hey, rookie, shut up. A train. Yeah. So that yeah, that night was crazy. That, that was, was great, that man. was a, a great night. All right, let's talk about 2012. No, do we? Okay. Because okay, 2012 sure. is one of those things. Oh my God, isn't it? I mean, it's just it's like one of your favorite things, it's but one favorite. of your worst things. That's that's I that's how I'd sum it up. That was my favorite, maybe my favorite year ever playing baseball and also going to be the hardest memory that I have to live with the rest of my life. Because that team was it, the best it, team in baseball. I mean, you guys go the whole year and you use five starters outside of one double a double header, which doesn't count. You used five starters the whole year. Never. I mean, has that ever Didn't happened? Miss a star I don't know. Did no one missed a start? It certainly wouldn't happen now. Uh, <laughs> Can't get to a month. <laughs> the, the whole year, and then eight pitches in. Your Cy Young. I mean, he went twenty and eight or something like no. that. Who you? You came out of the bullpen, didn't you? Weren't you the guy? I was the guy. I was the what guy. What was that like getting that? Did, we, did you figure you were going to get that car? Or did no, you? I did not right at the time. I thought they would have given it. Like it was Alfredo Simon. Simon yeah. I, th I thought that's who they would have gone to. Yeah. Um, which either way, I mean, I, I hadn't even – my pregame kind of routine was the same. Every game, you know, it was – You didn't know when you were going in. I didn't know I was going in. So I was always had all my crap done by yeah. pitch one. And obviously I know what's – I'm watching the game, know what's going on. Um, and – you know, they're pointing, pointing there at me. So I got to finish off my Red Bull and then I'm going out there. I'm like, well, I mean, 
I think it was perfect, you know, because I never yeah. pitched in the postseason. And yeah, you don't want to think it. You didn't have time I to think, think about, about it. it. But th- but then getting warmed up on the game mound, <laughs> that eight pitches in I have at San Francisco. To so many pitchers that like uh, I. I it's the that. worst thing ever. I hate that is to warm up on the mound because it's like you don't you want to like be cool. Yeah. So you want to like take your time, but like. Yeah, everyone's I, like, I let's go. Twi- yeah, up. I could have got ready twice as fast <laughs> yeah. if I was in the bullpen, but yeah. out here. Uh, so I, that part, I remember the first couple throws uh, that I took, and I was like, all right, let's get going. You know, like, so I got cranked up like I normally would. You know, yeah. just like tried to do it just like I normally would. I had He had two strikes on the guy. I think it was – I want to say it was Marco Scudero. He was their second baseman. I think that's who it was. Maybe Freddie Sanchez. I don't know if he was still there. Um, and I was like, Ooh, I can throw the old liqueur back. He hadn't seen that before. Yeah. That old backdoor fastball, you know, that I used to run off of lefties, throw it to him. I was like, that's an easy strikeout. Boom. You know, he hit a ground ball to the second baseman, but, uh, yep. I remember that. I remember Matt Kane. I think I, in the second inning, I loaded the bases somehow, walked the guy, I'm sure. Uh, and Matt Kane comes up and hits a bullet to right field that Jay's, I mean, I don't know if maybe the lights were there or Jay had to go back or was playing in because it's a pitcher, but had to make a pretty decent play on a ball on the pitcher. That would have been probably a three run double. Yeah. And so everybody's like, Oh man, you were nails. It. <laughs> that was, that was not intended. Like, Oh man, you were nails that night. You came in for Johnny and, See, and I was, you were, you were nails. I had to have a web gym to save me from a three run double from the pitcher. That's all right. Matt Kane, who also got my first career hit off of won the Cy Young that year. That was 2010. Yeah. He won the Cy Young 2010 my first hit and then full circle back to san francisco he hits a bullet to right jay makes the play and that that was one and two thirds man i remember crucial one and two thirds because you guys win the game we win the first crushed first two games first win the first two games it's best of five you're coming back to cincinnati here's the tough part where we hadn't lost three at home no three in a row at home you gotta win one out of three games at home and it's I know he's 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 got his head down. I know it's painful. It's painful as fans, but it has to be extra painful, obviously, for those that play the game. That it just didn't happen. And every time I see Hunter Pence, I just want to. Oh my God! Just like, oh, did you have to fire him up like you did? (laughs) So me and so I was talking to Ryan Lowick the other day. I mean, Ryan Lowick is a huge piece of that 2012 team. Yeah, like that's kind of where the whole. You know that cup we were carrying. Oh, I wanted to get into the cup. So that, but I texted him the other day. I think I saw him on TV, and I said a bleep hundred pence, just like out of nowhere, like just <laughs> hadn't. We weren't even texting, just randomly. I think I saw him on TV, and I just texted Luddy, boop, hundred pence. You know, <laughs> bleeped it out. And he's like, dude, unbelievable. So then we started hashing out oh, 2012 again. God, yeah. You know they go on. They weren't a super team, but they went on to. They win. got that was the first year they had the two, two wild cards. Yeah, which is we were the number one seed. That's why we had to travel right. on the road. Yeah, because of scheduling gaffu or what? Yeah, so crazy. But oh, yeah, yep. It's that was terrible. <laughs> and then Homer th- punches out ten and in seven innings. Yeah, Scott Rowland makes an error. See, never the, yeah, there, there's, like, so there's, many, there's so many things that happen. Thing. The rolling error, which never – I mean, he's never. one of the best defensive third basemen that the game's ever seen. There's a base running blunders in there. Brandon Phillips had a base running blunders. Yeah. So I remember more that game. Then game four, it felt like they beat us. Yeah. Like game four, it was just like a yeah. game they beat us right. and, you know, whatever. And then the game five, obviously, like, man, 
I'm, I mean, I'm ready. Like <laughs> it's, it's like, Hey Sam, get ready for Posey. Yeah. And I'm ready. And Posey comes up and the bases are loaded. And like, thought for sure you were going to come and, into and, the and game. I'm, I'm done. Like I'm, my warm-ups are done. I'm standing. I'm standing Fred's on the mound. History could have been changed if nails would have been caught out of the bullpen. Come in, nailed it down in that bases loaded situation. It's like I mean, it was like it's. I work out every off season. I worked out thinking about that. Thinking about the bases loaded because I by that point, like I had started to do that. You mm-hmm. know, like I knew that the me with the bases loaded was like turning into a thing. I always thought when I was working out in the off season that, man, we're a good enough team to win the World Series. I'm going to be the guy, like, if we're winning and it's time to clinch that game and win the World Series and Chappie's out there and something happens, like, it's going to be me. Right. Like, so you better work to, like, be ready. That's that's how I worked out in the off season. Like, that was my thought process every day that I was going in there that I didn't want to work out was, like, this team's going to need you to get them out of a bases-loaded jam to win the World Series. So it felt like everything was, like, fate. Like, it was lining up yep. to be, like, this is why I worked my butt off. Like, it's the bases loaded, and we're going to win this game, and, like, I'm going to go out there, and this is why I did this. This is why I you know, blood, sweat, and tears, all that, you know, well, I worked my tail off. So this, so when this moment came around, like I wasn't going to be the weak link. Right. Like I was not going to let the other dudes down, like everything, all the work they put in to get us here. Like I wasn't going to, and then it just, you know, that was the call. It was, Hey, you're, you're in, this is the guy you got, be ready for him. And then I don't get to go in and do it. And it's like that, then it happens. And he hits it in the upper deck. Oh, and that's it painful and i'm crying and i remember crying ready to cry on the bench trying to get everybody in that stadium going nuts standing on the top of the rails waving towels yeah we had time yeah and we got close we got within a swing i think yeah but it was so deflating that oh my god it would just took the air out of the stadium you guys the fan base it was just like that was a real (sighs) kick in the buster posey Good. Yeah, and I hate him. Yeah, got it. I hate him too. <laughs> he's so, he's such a good player. He is such a good player. Him. I hate him. But that team, um, now that we've got past the heartache, okay. Now that it I've, was so fun. That was one of you know people always. What are the funnest teams you have to cover? Obviously, the playoff teams are you know ones that would be high on the list because winning breeds a lot of things. And having a lot Chemistry of fun. And stupid, and fun. Like stupid little stuff. Stupid yeah. things because you're playing well so you can be stupid and fun. Yeah. So that, that team was When you're fun. getting your butt beat, you walk the line. Right. You walk the line. When they're, yeah. When they're losing 90 games and I'm trying to, you know, I'm sideline guy trying to, hey, would you like to do a segment about uh, <laughs> funny names? Uh, I know you've lost seven in a row, but would you like to have some fun? <laughs> okay, go ahead. Sorry. The team was fun. The team was the fun. The team was so fun. And one of the funnest things was this cup you guys had. Mm-hmm. And if my memory serves correct, speaking of rookies, you sent, was it Mezzarocco to get a cup? Yeah, we sent him to get So it started in Cleveland because of the yeah, Ohio Ludwig, Cup. Yeah, right? It goes... Just all, the, just all of a sudden, out of nowhere, just like jumps out of his locker. Karate kicks a chair over in the clubhouse. Like, I want this cup, you know, just for no, you know, he was probably just on a Red Bull early in the morning or something. Yeah. Like, I want this cup. And everywhere we went that season, it was whether it was St. Louis, we want that 
That arch, St. Louis arch, or Philadelphia well, cream the, the cheese, Philadelphia cup. cream cheese, cheese cup. cup. I remember Everywhere that one. We, went, we wanted some kind <laughs> yeah, of cup. Yeah. And so Mezzarocco went to this like antique store and got this big cup, and it was every plane flight. He had it full, full of, beer, of beer, carrying it on the plane <laughs> and all this stuff. Like it was. But see, that the thing makes you. you rally around oh, yeah. things. At 162 no games, you got to have some things to play yes. for, other than pride. And obviously, you're professionals, and you want right. to win. But to had to know that you guys had those celebrations, you wanted to drink out of the cup yep. after a series, and winning series is everything. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was so fun. They feel in. Let's think of some other cities. I remember the Philadelphia we the Cream Mile Cheese High Cup. We wanted the Mile yeah, High Mile Cup. High that's, Cup. I remember that because that's where we got tenth in a row, which yeah. will segue you. But um, yeah, I don't. I mean, I wouldn't even remember the San Diego Cup. Would have been that Gas Lamp Cup. The Gas Lamp. You know, I mean, lamp I don't even remember yeah. what all their right. names were. But, but it was it was whatever city to you were the playing. city that you were going to. Yeah, just those stupid things like my stupid mustache that like takes on a life of its own for no reason. Right, it's just that one something definitely fun to play with. Then you got a cup that's the yeah. team, and then a lot of pictures with that cup. Yeah, a lot of that's that. I still I I didn't keep. I mean, I kept clippings and stuff, obviously, but that was one of the coolest things. Is that on the I think it was the front page of the Inquirer. Me kind of were, like I had like splashed it up in right. the team photo on the mound, and yeah. like that beer's kind of suspended in air, and everybody's looking up at it, and right. you know, third or quenched or clenched or whatever the headline yeah. was. But that was one of the coolest things. Uh, one of my favorite favorite memories. That was a such a fun team, man. It really was. I mean, it was a, a good clubhouse too. Not every team has a good clubhouse. We always say on the air, this is a good team and those players to get along well and chemistry. And sometimes we're BSing it. Yeah. Not, <laughs> yeah. Let's be honest. That team, you guys had a oh, yeah. really good Oh, clubhouse. my God. We we was every you had good every, cops, you had bad cops. Yeah. You had Yeah. Yeah. Everybody had I mean, every road trip, it was, you know, we weren't going. I mean, we got to dinner and then it was just the guy with the biggest hotel room. I mean, there's every night. I mean, there's 10 or 12 guys in there after the yeah. game and we just, you know, not, we weren't doing anything. Had a couple beers, places, but we're always all we always still with as much yeah. time as we have to spend together. Still wanted to spend time together. I mean, yeah. I, t I talked to those guys, you know, Sean Marshall is kind of sitting in my chair now up in Chicago for the Cubs doing the pre and post for them. Right. And, you know, Luddy, I talked to a ton, Jonathan Broxton, Cueto, Chappie. Broxton. Oh yeah, dude. You know, I mean, were you there when he shoved? Billy Hamilton everybody. in the trash can. <laughs> everybody. Yeah, I was. I was that guy. Huh. I mean, that's the strongest. That's the biggest bone, dude. You've that ever is a seen. big man. And he Billy would get under his skin and just say stuff and say stuff, thinking that he's not going to be able to catch him. And he just had. He's quick. He, yeah. He said, I'm heavy on the scale, light on my feet. <laughs> exactly. That's what he'd always say. <laughs> he was. And he caught Billy and shoved him in the trash can. He shoved can. everybody in the trash can. Did he really more than Billy? I always shoved, saw Billy. You know, skins. Yeah. He stuffed skins in a uh, laundry cart. <laughs> How you pick on that guy? <laughs> he shoved skins in the tree. Oh, man. This is, this is so, oh. so bad, but so good because it's love, you know? It is love. And I'm sure skins wears oh, that yeah. with a badge oh, of honor. I mean, we're not talking down no. at, no, no, at no, no, all. No, no, this no. was no. not a situation of I making fun skin, of someone. I talked skins this morning. Yeah. It's never a fun of, of making fun of, of a situation. That's, but that's, that's how, but that, okay. So this, I learned this man. Like when I got out of the clubhouse that I'd been in all my life and I got into normal everyday life, 
the way that we talk to each other in a clubhouse, like you can't do that. You no. know, like it took me and I'm still have trouble with it. The way that I talk to people, the harshness of the tone that we all talk to each other, because you had to do that to, cause you're in a room with 25 alpha dogs, man. Like, yes. and you, and if they and if they smell blood, like they're going to kill you, Yeah, you know? So you, but you have to stay on each other to keep everybody humble and in line to be like, Hey, you ain't the only dog in here, man. Like, so it was that way. But in love, you know, but yeah. still the harshness of a tone. If you were having a date, it would really get to you. Like you said, it's love. You're around these people so much time for seven, eight months a year. You're around them more than you're around your family. Ten hours a day, probably. Yeah. Eight, ten, eight, ten hours a day. If you sleep eight hours, you're spending a yeah. third of the day with your family and yep. no a third of the day sleeping and a third of the day with them. No doubt. Where are we at in this podcast? Goodness gracious, we're over an hour. Are we really? I knew that this was going to happen. I did too. <laughs> You're used to it because, you know, Sam does not give short answers, no. which is the best, by the way, which is great. But uh, unfortunately, we're staring at a broadcast here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no kidding. Which means I, I didn't even listen. I got are we going to two part this thing? We're going to have to two part this thing. OK, that's fine. I because mean, I've got so much we work more together. I, I, yeah, exactly. We'll have time together. I've got so much more I want to ask you about, which means we may, you may have baseball. to back up on the it dropping on Monday. You may have a little extra editing to do. No, no okay. we're going to let this roll. Uh, okay. But I need to have you back so that. You know, we're going to record. I'm going to be a, day. oh, so you oh, so you You're, mean, you might be do, the new Marty. You'll do that. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh, please no. Do I have to grow out a stupid helmet hair like he did? Marty? <laughs> we didn't even get into that story in 2012, but we can save it. We can save a little piece of 2012, piece of 2010 and I want to talk to you about post-career baseball career and before you got into Brian. There's a lot of things I want to talk to you about. Okay. Well. So Need to have you back. Being as I'm not really going to be able to hide from you. <laughs> this is true. We work together. <laughs> this is true. So You'll uh, be able to find me again. This was enjoyable, though, man. I got to do I an interview gonna... face to face with someone. I'm tickled to death. I, I would love to just go on, just keep going on, but we'll, we'll save it for another day, another day in the life of Sam Lecure nails <laughs> <laughs> well we nailed the first part of it i had fun man i you know you don't know you don't know how it is because you're gonna you're like you know we're buddies now yeah. you know it's not like i mean i don't get interviewed now it's like now we're just in here rapping and yeah we, well that's the best thing i just I like know. to have conversations i don't i people like oh what do you do what's your plan i'm like i try not to interview them i try to just have a conversation just yeah. have a conversation there's, there's absolutely no this, this thing was like a graph it looked like it looked like an ekg or something like that we're over here we're over here where because did jim leave if you listen to the podcast it's obvious that i don't have much of a plan (laughs) and and halfway through halfway through this thing i started trying to interview you (laughs) well it's by design because you know i could lay out an interview okay we'll start here we'll start with the youthful days and then college and go to the minor leagues and go in order sequential no i just want to see where the conversation goes and it bounces all over the place sometimes and i'm like okay i gotta come back here but you know that's this one. But this one bounced into part two. <laughs> it bounced right, into, right part into part two. two. So it. look forward to that, ladies and gentlemen. By the way, where can people harass you on social media? Um, on Twitter, I still have Twitter, Mister Lacure. Mister Lacure, have that one. I'm not on it too much. I try to try to stay somewhat involved, but I'm not good at that. And I that, don't do as much social media stuff anymore. They probably 
tired of following me because all they hear about is this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it drops off. Blah blah. Yeah. Uh, that uh, for, for so you can follow me on Twitter, Mister the Cure. Yeah, that's where you can find me, and you can also find me on Bally Sports Ohio on there Channel Fifty, whatever it is. <laughs> Pre and post game Red Sox. Pre and post game show with Mister Geisenschlag. <laughs> yeah. Can we get like an American last name on the post game? Lecure, Lecure, and Riesenslaw. Love it. You guys are a great pair. Doing a great job. So check him out there, and we'll have him on down the road, folks. Hope you enjoyed it. It is the Jim Day Podcast, and we'll see you next time.